You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. That's right, everybody. Yeah, that's right. With over 27 million weekly downloads, listened to in 75 Life different countries. Yes! Hit it, Scott! <laughs> you can tell we're a barbershop quartet. We are. We are the AfterBuzz After Show for Cosmos, a space-time odyssey, episode 5, Hiding in the Light. Once again, I'm JC, and across the table, let us introduce our wonderful host, starting with... The gentleman in... Is that a brick shirt, my friend? <laughs> yes, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Say. Uh, what's up, everyone? <laughs> I'm Scott Moore. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Dylan Chance. And Dylan, I know you wanted to get something off your chest, and I want to give you this opportunity. Uh, Emperor Chance a dick. Okay. Mm. Wow. By the way. Minute in, and we're already right. pulled off the... We're off, we're off the schedule. Yeah. The, the shots have been fired. <laughs> yes. Right. can even wait for the gossip section <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> is there really... Go- like, Cosmos. Can there be gossip at Cosmos? Sure. Really? Of course. Okay. All right. So, of course, no show would be complete without our ones and twos run by the lovely Miss Roya. What's up, Roy? How are hey, guys. You? Hey. We got a new one. We, we, we got a new engineer back here. Yeah. Are you ready yeah. to go on the voyage of Cosmos? I'm so ready, guys. Take me back. Back to science. <laughs> it's so right. She said, take us back. Because basically, because... it was an... I have trouble... Let's talk about our thoughts of the episode first. Okay. Time. I have trouble when they do the history lessons. I like it when we go into space. I do, too. I, I agree. I feel like it gets to be kind of all over the place, too, because it's really hard to keep a linear storyline going because you're kind of bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm the same way. I mean, the space part is definitely my favorite mm-hmm. part of the entire show. But you know, it's important. It's we got to learn so that we know how we even discovered space. Right. Yes, it builds right. the it builds the foundation. Mm-hmm. Right. So we are where we are today and where we'll be tomorrow. And but it is and, tricky when they jump around. It is, and, and also like you were saying, I think it's good for us to learn a little bit more. You know how we got to be where we got. But I I, I miss the visuals too. I love the visuals when they go in the space. Oh and, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know. Out of any of the episodes, I would say this one was the one with the least amount of mm-hmm. the vi- of like vi- visuals outside of Earth compared yeah. to. Think of last week. He's going into a yeah, black hole. Yeah. Last week was yeah. great. You know, we were waiting. It's for- trippy. The evolution one was pretty much all on Earth. Oh, that's I true. would say. Well, the tardigrades. Yeah. But you had a lot of cool animations because yeah, we were, were just describing certain things that were going it. on and. Microbes and, and and Roya, I want to keep you. Can can you make sure my my glaucoma dealer will be coming a little bit later because we're going to be talking about quantum <laughs> physics oh in a boy. bit. Yeah. Here we go. So uh, make sure eyes hurt, <laughs> and so you got to be able to. I yeah, I had to take put my glasses on because my brain yes. was starting. Yes, hurt. you're actually not trying to look I'm smarter. I'm not trying to look smarter. <laughs> you actually have prescription I, glasses these are on, prescription glasses. prescribed by an eye doctor for you to see better. <laughs> They're not fake. Shenanigans. They're fake. <laughs> fake. All right. Harry Potter fake. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about basically the scientific method and mm-hmm. its relation in the what is it the measurement of light and spectrum mm-hmm. co- correct and how they played both in the history lesson of i believe it is matsu yeah yes the wonderful matsu we're going to be talking about matsu ibn 
Al Hazen and Joseph, Joseph Fraunhofer. Yeah, Fraunhofer. Say, say that five times faster. Right. Okay. Well, let's start off with Mr. Matsu because in a weird way, maybe I'm just looking for this, but I still think it, it's another jab at creationists. I may am, no. I think this one was a jab at like, um, what's the word? Just like uh, tyrants, like tyrant societies where mm-hmm. they limit people's. Yeah, I was gonna um, say it was more on that too on, on dictatorships, yeah, dictatorships and, commu- and, and, and communist governments and things like that. They're trying they, to restrict people from. They called it a legalism, mm-hmm. right? Where you basically, if I say it, you do it. Anything else? No other questions about law. it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It wasn't so much to me on that because we're focused on history. It felt more of a. You know, and they, he said it multiple times about science needs openness to be able to flourish, and right. you got to be able to ask the questions and be able to kind of question authority. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, over time, because it wasn't even just with China as we go further along the episode, it was with some of the other governments holding secrets back and not letting right. things be I open. I almost think that was alluding to maybe. I mean, maybe this is just me. Maybe you call me a crazy conspiracy theorist, but maybe it was just talking about how. Like the path we're starting to go down with our government starting to be very uh, thought you know, police. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Very controlling and very like they know everything we do and they, he, you he know actually said thought police a few episodes ago. Yeah. You know, so they they, they just sneak it. in It's there. like we're on the edge and we got to make sure we don't. They uh, Matsu even said I think it was Matsu or maybe it was Al Hazen, but one of them said, "Do not." Like, just bow down to authority. You always have to question authority and question everything. I believe it was uh, Hazen. Okay. I believe so. And, guys, once again, we said we just finished watching it. Uh, what is what it's about? Like ten, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> ten, yeah, we finished about 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. ago so, to digest this and break this down. And we welcome all the comments. And before we go any further, I do have to say hello if you're watching us live on AfterBuzzTV.com. Hello. And yeah. if you're not, make sure you tune in on iTunes. Send us your comments. Send us – give us five – Give us five stars. We could really use it. It'll give us a pay raise since we do get AfterBuzz dollars and we can redeem them for prizes. <laughs> yes, we do. I know we use our AfterBuzz tickets. To... <laughs> I, I used all mine to buy a Coke today. Did you really? I was thirsty. I used oh, mine to get Coke. water. Yeah. You're going to make a AfterBuzz whoa, whoa. mug. You're going to make get a sidetrack here, Dylan. <laughs> Three weeks in and who are you I now? Know. No, but let's get <laughs> into, because I know you, have, you guys have thoughts on this, on Matsu being, was he now the first person that discovered the camera Oscura? Yes, so well, I mean that's basically what they said over two thousand years ago okay. um, that he was the first one. What that, I'm wondering is they, that. they talked about him discovering that mm-hmm. and figuring that all out, but then they talked about Emperor Chen coming in and like burning all the mm-hmm. books and scrolls and all that. So how do we know that? Like, <laughs> did we find some scroll they missed? I, I yeah, so. we had to because otherwise <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't know that he even yeah. existed. We right. wouldn't have known anything about him if it wasn't for something that that was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it just how how interesting that the that Matsu was because he was this military genius, mm-hmm. and the fact that I know this to me it seems not necessarily in the cosmos realm, but it does flesh out the story of who he is or who he was. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was this genius when it came to the military, but he was a man of no violence. He did yeah. not. He wanted peaceful to, genius. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he was such a forward thinker. He was a peaceful man in just all his discoveries from science. And, and he was the first one. And I think they said he, it was the early stirrings of the scientific approach. Mm, yes. So not necessarily the method, but, I mean, it was getting there. It was, it, right. He did because he had – I, I didn't write the third one down, but he was the one that was, like, he, you know, verify – you know, verify everything, apply everything, and there was a... I missed the second it, it one, actually. question its basis. Yes. Can people comprehend it? Yep. And can it be applied? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the verify and apply... Yeah, verify and apply question. question. And it was the basis for what we now know as modern scientific method. And all of these 
men, what they had in common and what we all have in common, I think it's that they are all propelled by curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the correlation between every single person we've, t- we've talked about mm-hmm. during this whole mm-hmm. series, which is the basis, I, I believe, of, sci- of science. Yes. And the, the kids that are watching these right. shows that are going to be curious and are going to be our future astrophysicists, theoretical physicists, you name it. Yeah. So That's why I love it. I mean, just like I was saying, I went to the science fair here in L.A. a couple weeks ago, and it's always incredible to see those kids – you know, you're like, God, I feel so good. Like, these kids are the ones, like they even said in the episode, like kids that are questioning why. Right. Why is this do this? Instead of just kind of standing back, these are the type of people that go ahead and try to figure out why things are happening the way they are. Any future Neil deGrasse Tysons in there? In the bunch? <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully nope. there's a few. I know nice. they're way smarter than me, so that's, that's good for our future. <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah. So speaking of starts or endings, so there was a thousand-year gap mm-hmm. between Matsu and our our next discoverer, which was uh, Ibn Al Hazen, mm-hmm. who was voiced. I don't know if you guys picked up the voice. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Alfred Molina. Really? Yes. Alfred wow. Molina. I don't know anything. If I'm like totally oblivious, you know, uh, like never noticed voices. Run by who that is. <laughs> he was Doc Ock in Spidey yeah. Two. He was. He's been a, in a lot of. Oh, stuff. Okay. A lot, tons I didn't, of stuff. Okay. I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, okay. a lot. Of great, fantastic. I know who he is now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So now he also now he what, what his discovery was basically at first we thought that when we opened our eyes that our light our eyes would send beams of light to stars and the stars would bring them back to and us. That was like that a, was like the, a laser light. That's, that's what, what I kept thinking in my yeah. head. It's like cat laser eyes. Like, they were, that was what the scholars the had scho- at the time. Them. At the time, yeah, that's they what thought. thought. And this was in the 1100s. Mm-hmm. So what was fascinating is that it doesn't. They've shown us. Different, you know, Europe's renaissance of science or their mm-hmm. golden age of mm-hmm. science was in, what, the 1600s to sure. then on? Yeah, Galileo and then yeah. onward. Yeah, I'd say go back a little bit earlier, but yeah, sure, in, absolutely. That, 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 in that time period, right. yeah. Copernicus and whatnot. Yeah, yes. 14, 1500s. And, and then in the 1100s, it was, you know, it was the world, the Islamic world had discovered science. And, and it seemed very like it was an enlightened period, too, you know, where they, they'd mentioned Christian Jewish scholars were going to these places and everyone was kind of exchanging ideas and they were very big on trying to find as many books as they could find yeah. mm-hmm. instead of the opposite way of like, let's burn books and things that if we don't agree with it kind of thing, this was like an enlightened period. Right. So basically one, so maybe the theme is that that was the theme of the episode disguised as the scientific method mm-hmm. and the discovery of light just underneath it all. Like that's seems like that's what's sticking with us. Yeah. There were yeah. definitely little political things here and there oh, that yeah. were in there, but, but going back to him and his discovery about how he, you know, he was curious. He kept saying, okay, there's no way, that our eyes could go all the way out to the stars that are so far away and be able to bounce back in a blink of an eye. So he realized that, obviously, we weren't the ones shooting things out of our eyes that were bouncing back. It was the other way around. We are not Cyclops. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's the thing of that time period. You know, everyone thought the Earth, you know, everything revolved yeah. around the Earth. It's that same kind of thought, like, oh, we're the center of yeah. the universe kind Humans of thing. Humans are so the greatest creation. It's sort of that same line of thinking when you're saying, oh, it's coming out of my eyes and projecting back it's to the other way around so and so he ended up taking is the a step further mm-hmm. with the is, is it still the camera yep obscura mm-hmm. you know but i also wanted to mention one thing they snuck in a line right before they went into that his experiment where he mentioned billions and billions oh yeah yeah with the zeros yes yeah. oh yes with the arabic uh, numerals and the concept of zero and and I don't know if you guys know this little factoid that I picked up weeks ago in the research, and I don't know if we've mentioned it here. That that little term is always associated with Carl Sagan, mm. and he actually never said that, never ever said that. People assume that he said it. I, I swear, you can look it up, and mm-hmm. everyone thinks that he, 
He never said it. If I'm wrong, please let me know in the comments. <laughs> I'm sure you oh, will. Oh, they yeah. will. And sh- and show, show us the clip. <laughs> Did he not say it in the show? I believe, yeah, because for some reason people have gone, gone on and said billions and billions. It was Sagan's, but he, he mm-hmm. never actually said it. It's actually McDonald's that said it with billions oh and billions served. Sir, there we go. Please correct <laughs> there you go. me. Please correct me if I'm wrong, guys. So, so let's go into the experiment of the camera oscura where he got the tent mm-hmm. and explained about how of how light is is fixed, how light is is always it's light moves in straight lines. Mm-hmm. Now, why how did he come to that conclusion? He took a ruler. Remember, he said he took a ruler to it and show, it like put it up there, and you could see that the light was going straight. And, and he just of, did that pinprick there. Yeah, that one little pinprick. Everything else was covered. And it, and so the, is that what parlays into the future of the creation of the telescope? Mm-hmm. Okay. And cameras. And yeah, everything. it's all the basis of all that is the camera obscura. Is and you guys watching us live. There we go. Yeah, right so, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what. Like, there You're, it is. You, right you there. You guys are the scientists. Remember, I'm usually talking about. Science. <laughs> no, but of course, Scott, uh, I mean, once again, I have to mention what, you know, you're working with, is it your, your meteorology club? Oh, yeah. So our American Meteorological Society, the uh, they Los Angeles chapter, I'm the chairman. Ooh, so I nerd out. So, so we uh, there's a little bit of weather stuff in here that I'm kind of excited to talk about, too. See, and of course, no, Dylan, don't be laughing here. No, you know, you've got, you no. got this fantastic, <laughs> chairman, you've like, got your glasses on <laughs> and you have that Facebook group that's pretty incredible. You need to let everybody know. You're listening to Cosmos. <laughs> no. <laughs> I believe it's the Cosmic uh, yeah, I was just joking, saying my glasses made me yes. smarter, but they don't. Um, uh, yes, I co-run a Facebook page called facebook.com slash a cosmic perspective. And you've got news, you're putting up stuff every day. All the time, mm-hmm. as much as I can. And ho- Not every day, but I try. Well, you're going to tell something about Mars Sucker. a little bit later. Yeah, right? we'll talk about that later. Okay, that's coming up in news and gossip. So let's move on and finish up with... Yeah, lots Mr. of gossip. Mr. Hazen, Ooh. yes. <laughs> and basically he laid down... More principles for the scientific method did you know with the meeting with with the gentleman how he um I lost it in my notes here rats rat farts <laughs> there's just so much here Roya you don't understand I, I can't even read my own notes that's the problem is that I can't even read my own writing what I can say is that Dr. Tyson did explain that the beauty of science was that we discovered how to double our lifespan to look into the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To predict the future. Yes. All because of the scientific method. Yes. And yes. communicate. And, and, you know, that's pretty amazing, too, the way we communicate now as well. You know, and, I mean, we are we're moving. We're only 14 minutes in, and we're, we're moving at the speed of Segway. Oh. Of light. <laughs> of light. <laughs> and so what is light anyway? What is light? Well, they talked about the uh, photons, or, you know, those are the particles of light that make light. Oh, that was a good thing that he talked about, too. He talked about how a uh, photon is the only particle known to go from nothing to moving at the speed of light instantaneously as soon as it's created. Um, and that's, that's awesome. crazy. Uh, it is crazy. It, that's the only speed it ever knows. Mm-hmm. And it's... We have yet to discover something quicker. Right. right. And he even said uh, every time they push other particles to try to go as fast as light... Um, they get slower, heavier, heavier right. because they don't, they basically like, I don't want to say they don't want to, but yeah, they, they can't. Don't, they, <laughs> they, yeah, don't they don't want, want to, to they, they can't. Can. I don't know. They're scared. They're, they're scared. scared of, they're scared of the light. I'm going too fast. Can you do that sound effect <laughs> one more slow time? down. Which one? The. <laughs> you can use that. That's our AfterBuzz exclusive. That's where that <laughs> originated from. Yes. <laughs> All right. So 
with that said, we should move on to the one discovery Newton did not make. Ah, oh, yes. You know, yeah. okay, I want to know, how did they know that he put down that magnifying glass to go get some dinner? That <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm saying. I think they used a little artistic license there yeah. for that one. No, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Can they? I mean... Um, well, yeah. 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 I mean, they're just saying he missed it. He so missed it. It could have been anything. He, exactly. Okay. could have been anything. But, like, you know, going to eat dinner, that's right. pretty... That's a good excuse. That's you're hungry. Excuse. Dinner's ready. You're like, and then you walk back in and you go, what was I doing this magnifying glass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oops, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is what happens. So basically, we have to wait 150 years for this now mm-hmm. and thereafter with, once again, Hersh- uh, William Herschel is back again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know... What did this guy not do? From last, I mean, was it last, was it last week that we talked about him, or uh, the week before? I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, That's... you know, and that was, I mean, the brilliance of each of these people. I mean, I, and I this is before geniuses. Google. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm showing my age. <laughs> so, well, let's now. Herschel experiment was the relationship between color and temperature, and in that, that's where we found which I which I love that kind of stuff too. Okay, Scott, take it away. Take it away. Well, no, I was gonna say because that was a lot of the experience I saw this year with the kids at the LA Science Fair. They were trying to do like, okay, what color clothes should they wear? Would absorb more heat and mm. you know different colors. So I do think that was really fascinating, and um, you know, the discovery of infrared. And that's why I think a lot of people, you know, if you even just want to toy around with some of the different lights and stuff, take a look at the satellites. Like, go on NASA's website. Go on even the National Weather Service website. And you can really play around with these things because a lot of times they use infrared satellites, um, especially when they're tracking thunderstorms or hurricanes because infrared is what we had learned in this episode is just below the red spectrum and it detects heat. Mm-hmm. So in these satellites, you get to see how high cloud tops are, how strong storms are by the, the heat that they give off. So infrared satellites are fun. So it's definitely fun to play around with, you know, a lot of those things on those websites. So you definitely have some fun with that. I, I mean, I nerd out to it. No, no. <laughs> no but you'll you know. hear a lot of times, when, especially during hurricane season, they'll say, oh, okay, on our infrared satellite, because you can see they'll color code the, the cloud tops. That's all. And it's all by heat. That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and stay tuned for after news and gossip. Scott will be back with yeah. a five-day forecast. <laughs> so, I'm just sorry. I, just, I had to. I'm sorry. He's going to kick my ass after the show. So... Of course, let's move on to the third piece of, of this episode of Young Discoverers, and it's Joseph Fraunhofer. Fraunhofer. Mm-hmm. Fraunhofer. His whole story what sounded was... like something from Disney, didn't know, it? Like it a did. fairy tale type thing. He like... was an orphan abandoned. And he was trapped with this mistreated. horrible guy that wouldn't let him read or what do was anything. Did anybody write it down? Oh, I did. I, uh, Weisberger. Weisselberger, yes. God, what a scary sound. Yeah. Isn't he... I don't want to offend anyone, but I mean, just German names and language is scary sounding sometimes. <laughs> Weisselberger! We <laughs> just lost Wiener Schnitzel as our sponsor. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not the 99 cent chili dog. Um, Did you see that new commercial? Yes. But, no, but, it, but it's such a great after, after show. But it is, like, it is a great story. It sounds like a Disney story or yeah. some kind of, you know, anime because it's him and then the prince comes and saves him and gets him out and he gets to go to the school. And <laughs> it wasn't a prince that saved him. It was. was it, or was it the king? It was a prince. Oh yeah, and you know helped him That's get amazing. to the school. So it's pretty. It's a pretty incredible story. I think that story needs did to be we told just now. Pitch an idea. I think we to did, Disney? and I'm actually copyright. I own that. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. There we go. Ron Hoffman in the hood. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a great story, and you can teach people some good science. Yeah. Well, th- well uh, now getting back us uh, getting back to the show. It's hey, it's with the show. You know, and the fact that he was he lived this in poverty. He was basically yeah. a slave. Mm-hmm. And, but him living in this glass factory and creating glass is what helped 
helped him. That's what formed him to create these great things that he, you know, the creation of. Oh, he knew everything about glass. Prisms. Yeah, the prisms, exactly. So, I mean, so in a weird way, you know, they say our our previous circumstances make mm-hmm. us who we are. Absolutely. And this is one of them where it ended up being a great thing for mankind. Well, and it also goes to show, too, again, like the fact that there are so many people out there who are never given the opportunity. They're kind of just thrown away in the sense that there's people that have great gifts and talents to give that are never able to. Yes. Uh, great minds that mm-hmm. will never be tapped because they can't afford it or don't have the or, or don't have the access right just don't have the access or the the way to get it out at least now we're in a better environment now where people can get on and tweet and you know social media and things that they can get themselves out where in the past they couldn't but it's still there's a lot of access issues even today okay so unless you're is it turkey i believe that blocked twitter and youtube they did for what yeah <laughs> so, luckily they 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 unblocked it but yes they did now now this is where okay this is where i start getting confused i, I even the quantum stuff this, oh te- this maybe even tells you why I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I got confused with the separate – the differences between lights and sound waves and how light hits us and whatnot, how red is the longest form. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, let, me, let me start from the beginning. We, we go to the – you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's, he's playing the organ. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's just whipping away. And does he play? I wonder if he does. I don't know. I, it I don't seemed know. like he did. But I didn't think he did. The but magic of the camera. Yeah, I was like, I don't think he did. But I was like, because that's why it was his nice excuse to like get up right away yeah, when yeah, the other yeah. guy was there. You know, and what was with the effect, the sound wave effect? And okay, mm-hmm. how interesting is that about the short? Okay, now mm-hmm. this is the one I had a tough time with. The short tubes create long waves of sound. Is that what it is the high pitch? Well, let me explain it. Okay, a high pitch equals short waves. Yes, and, a, and the shorter waves. Okay. I thought I got them backwards. And the yeah. low pitch equals long waves. Right. Okay. Right. How did they slow down the waves to discover that? Because he said we slowed down the waves. He said that during the show. Oh, no. He was talking about yeah. they slowed them down so we could see them so because could, they yeah. actually move oh, okay. a lot because faster Exactly, because they're not visible. Roy, right. I told you, this, this <laughs> science thing is kicking my ass. And, and, and the thing about the sound waves having to basically hitch a ride on matter to be able to to move about yes. that whereas was light waves don't have light, to light waves move through their anything own. and nothing yeah but... they, they're on their own and they can do you know do their own thing but sound waves need something like air yeah. or water or other molecules to be able to hitch a ride from and be able to be heard basically and so is this where we see the merging is this where it comes up to the merging of dr tyson's own realm of expertise mm-hmm. when we talk about mm-hmm. the black lines when we talk about yeah, the discovery right. of the prism that he he just, you know, that Fraunhofer discovers. Yes, because mm-hmm. he took a telescope and put the prism in front of it to see, like, zoom in on it. And he's like, this is where uh, the scientists collide. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and now, and, and this is, okay, once again, we, we're moving on quickly, too, because I, I know we've only got a few minutes. So okay. we got to move on to all the stuff you guys have, t- have to talk about. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump forward. Let's, let's talk about electrons. Oh, well, don't forget that. Uh, I mean, this is important. The spectrum. Whenever he did that, right. you see the the, 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 the shadows or the breakdown in, in the between, light. And the, yeah, and that was uh, due to um, it, the light re- like going through particles, like right. atoms. Um, and each atom leaves its own type of shadow, uh, depending on the electrons and protons bouncing around. So mm-hmm. that was where we discovered that. Every atom gives off its own signature, like shadow, basically mm-hmm. in light waves. So that's once how, it hits it, sure, right. That's yeah. how we can look out and see what everything is made of. Yeah, and I also again, kind of like you, you had touched on, it's it's basically important to know again, sort of like the the wavelength of the sound determines the sound, the wavelength of light determines the color, 
mm-hmm. and that's when he had kind of colored the whole palette there with the, with the flowers and yeah, the longer cool. wavelengths of red and whatever energy is absorbed by it, like the flower petals. So mm-hmm. like for absorb instance, the red, the longer wavelength, and that's why it appears Scott's red. Brick shirt, exactly. Yeah, is absorbing all the other colors. Yeah. But the red and the violet are still shining through. Exactly. If you're not watching, I'm please giving, do. I'm giving you a vivid detail. Well, no, I mean, because it basically Scott's is, shirt. I mean, that's what, it, for us, that's how we perceive the the frequency and the energy of the light. Yeah. Is through the color. So that's how we're seeing everything in front of us. Okay. By what it absorbs. Do we go into this? We've only got about 10, 12 minutes, guys. So we have to get into the quantum realm. Well, we talked about it. I mean, that's it was about the atoms uh, giving off their own shadows. I was just thinking how cool he shrank the spaceship of the imagination. So like 10 and, billion times the, the, the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm still having a hard time where yeah. the electron, okay, disappears yeah. and mm-hmm. reappears at in a, he, like, from one level to another. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. the example of the elevator. It, it goes the from the second level floor to, to the fourth floor when you disappear in between yeah, the yeah. two third floor. You level. don't exist in yeah. between. And I'm going to get killed floor. on this one. What is in between? What happens in between? Who knows? No one knows. Nobody Crickets. knows. Crickets. I'm saying. <laughs> Let us know. It's Let us scary. know what you think what happens in between that. Because no Ooh. one knows, yeah. right? We yeah. don't know that yet. So well, It's like the dark matter well, they, and he we said, went into. He said, it's like um, and it black ju- holes. It jumps up orbits. Like mm-hmm. uh, the, the bigger it is, the more energy it has. The smaller it is, the less energy it has. And they say when it hits certain light waves... That's how it goes up. That's how it gets its energy. Mm-hmm. But no one knows how it goes down. No one knows it loses it. Oh, man. Last week, Tricky. the big, last oh, week, the big so bang. Mysteries. This week, um, breaking down the just a quantum level. Well, thing. that's what they even say. You know, it's like the more that you discover, the more mysteries there are. And that's true in a lot of ways because then there's more questions. It's like a once child you, going, why? Yeah. Once why? you find out the answer to one thing, then it's like, wait, but now why does it do this? Yeah. So we can say, as they said on the show, is uh, Joseph Fraunhofer brought the stars closer to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the end, it was his story I find fascinating. No, I find his story incredible. That's why I said it, it feels like a story that needs to be told. Now, do have they talked about him more in the in, in other in publications? Have they talked about him more so than because I've I, no, I haven't heard of uh, Hazen or no, Nixon I learned about him, so. but it was again very brief. Like you know, it was just the sciencey dry. There wasn't. I don't remember any of the detailed stories about his upbringing and all that. So I think it's important. So it this was, is going to bring like the kids that, or the people that don't have that interest in science with the the version of the way this show is being portrayed. Mm-hmm. You know, the way it's showing these stories, it's going to spark that interest in science. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. It's not such a dry. Just this is what they did. This Parents is when they lived. This is make your know. children watch the show. <laughs> all right, and of course, let's finish up with uh, Doctor. Fra- well, he wasn't a doctor. He was just uh, Joseph Fraunhofer, who. Um, Ended up uh, now at the end, he gave away his secrets, right? To the government, mm-hmm. to the government, and they that was for the glass, uh, for the, for the like, optics, special glass that mm-hmm. they had, and the optics or whatever. But he did reveal and publish all of his work on spectrums because he believed once again because science we're saying is open source, and it should be, and it should be yeah. always. I love how ev- they tie it up so well. Yeah, they do. Every episode, you think they're why are you taking us in here, but there is a rhyme and reason. Mm-hmm. That in once again a beautifully written episode by Andrian. So, you know, and I'm trying anything that we might have missed in the end of the episode, the symphony at the end with the merging of the light and yeah. sound. Which and and also again I, the the fact that it, it's really fascinating about 
all those different layers of light that we just don't see with the naked eye. And that, that was a great way of being able to portray it at the end there the, with the city. With the X-ray. Yeah, yeah, with infrared, the X-ray, the radio lights, the gamma ray lights, the microwave lights. I mean, all that is really, really, really cool. So for us hating the history lessons so much, I guess we kind of liked it. Oh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, a great episode. So um, we let's move on to some, I believe, news and gossip. All right, Scott's News. What do you got for us this Ooh, week? Scott's News. Yes, well, uh, we were talking about this. It was from episode two, I believe, of Cosmos about the different mass extinctions. Oh, extinction, sure. And this was about the end Permian event about 250 million years ago that wiped out nearly 90% of Earth's life. And again, we you know, went into detail with that when we were going through all that in episode two. And some of the latest news is saying that it could have been caused by microbes. So oh, those little tiny microbes, little tiny things that we can't do, could have been. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and that and that's something else that's been they, they've been talking about too. You know, even the, just, just the bacteria and different things that are in your body could affect if you're obese or not. Like, there's all these new science things that oh, say how much that, like microbes really affect the balance and chemistry for everything for living beings, but also for the planet Earth. And so they were I, saying that, that that this happened. I and, think they gave me a migraine. Well, no, <laughs> I, I actually read a thing one time where basically uh, all of our decisions. Are based right. on the microbes and bacteria in our body, mm-hmm. just making sure that they stay alive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I've 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 heard that as well. Absolutely, I heard it on the Joe yeah. Rogan. Episode. I know well. <laughs> so yeah, they were basically saying that uh, that it, this tiny life form had been able to change the chemistry of the planet, um, adding a little more acidity, just enough to be able to kill off most of the life forms. So that's pretty crazy there, and you can definitely read more about this um, from Would the LA Times. LA Times. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that was interesting, too, because we talked about this, too, a yeah, couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago, too, about Saturn's moon and Saladus that may harbor a watery mm-hmm. sea underneath of all of that. Uh, I think it's in the South Pole, right? Yes, it's in the in the South area, and it's basically the size of Lake Superior. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it supports the idea that this tiny world could be friendly to life as we know it. They talked about how there were people questioning, like, why didn't water all freeze? Because it's very cold, mm-hmm. obviously. They think it's due to Saturn's gravitational pull yep. on Enceladus. Uh, the way mm-hmm. that the gravity is so strong and it pulls us, yep. that the inside of it shakes so much that the water can't freeze. So it's always liquidy, so it stays nice. Yeah, it's, it, and it's exactly what I was. They're using the gravitational data, and again, using NASA's Cassini spacecraft, they've determined that it hosts a very large southern sea. And also, because it's underneath uh, the frozen layer too it's kind of sealed under there as well and didn't they take that with infrared yeah yeah probably (laughs) but again that's again with the satellite that's what's fascinating if you ever look at these things you can see the satellites and the different different things that they look up and it's pretty fascinating how they can determine what's underneath the surface there and we sent dylan to mars didn't we i would love to have gone to mars but (laughs) sadly i didn't but some fun news about mars uh some of you may have noticed or seen um I think, I I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I think it's Tuesday. Is Tuesday the 8th? Yes. I don't know what it's called. I think it's called Tuesday. It's called Tuesday. It's the week. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, On Tuesday, Earth will pass um, directly in between Mars and the sun. Mm. And so basically when the sun sets, Mars will rise exactly opposite of it, and if you look in the sky, you'll be able to see Mars, like, perfectly. It's We're perfectly in the middle. Will you between. be able to see it everywhere, though, like in the northern, southern hemisphere? That you're going to have to do your own research on. I just know that. <laughs> we can only take you I there. can only take you so far. Yeah. But then the next week, um, because of the weird orbits of Earth and Mars, mm-hmm. um, the next week, I think it's um, the, the very next Tuesday, um, 
in the middle of that night is actually a lunar eclipse. Yes, on the 15th. I was going to mention that there's a lunar eclipse. It's a blood moon, is mm-hmm. what they like to call it. But that's the night that Mars will be the closest to Earth that it has been in six years. So at certain viewpoints in the night, like if, you, if you're in the right area and you look up in the sky, you'll be able to see Mars larger than it has been in the last six years glowing red in the sky right next to a big red moon. Yeah, and I think we will be able to actually see that lunar eclipse, I believe. I know the Pacific and <gasps> South true. America, but I think we will be able to see it here in North America. No, it's true well. because they said this is the first one that yeah. North America has been able to see since yeah. 2011. Yeah, because there is a there is a solar eclipse on April 29th, but only Antarctica could see it. So like two people will be able to see the solar that's eclipse. And some yeah, and a couple <laughs> penguins, I know, but that's April 29th. So there's a lot of eclipses of some cool so things going on this month. like to look up into the sky and see yeah. those cool uh, things. But it is April 15th. Wait, I, I got an idea. If you guys are listening on the 15th, take pictures. Send them to us. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Send us your shots of the eclipse. That'd be great. The lunar eclipse. And Mars. If you have a nice telescope to look at Mars, that'd be great. And we'll try to post them on the show. Absolutely. While we're we're recapping the show. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll shout you guys out as well. So thank you for news and kind of gossip. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, stars like to talk about other they stars. They do, well, of right? course. Yeah. And breaking up with other stars. Always talking about Centauri. Roya, get us out of here. <laughs> predictions. I'm Centauri. had a new girlfriend. Okay, it's not necessarily predictions because how do we predict what's going to happen next week in Cosmos? The universe will get bigger. Yes, and bigger. And bigger. Okay, well, you know what? Okay, that brings me to a quick point. And he talked about dark matter. Oh, yes, dark matter. Yes. Okay, so doesn't this tell us that this is Dr. Tyson's own theory, I believe, that the universe will end because of dark matter. Because it's pushing everything away in such a way that it actually will cool off the universe yeah, yeah. till there is nothing. Everything will fade out. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a prediction. No, that, <laughs> that is a big prediction. <laughs> but next week, all I think we've really seen is, um, uh, the only thing I noticed, he said movies in your head. Yeah, about memories, memories. And, and kind of going Smells. into, like, why does the smell, you know, bring up a memory and right. different things like that. So, so. bringing in all together that one episode and, where we and, broke down the eye. Right. right. Well, and he even talked about the eye. He, he did. Said there's more atoms in the eye than there are yeah. in uh, – there are galaxies. There are stars or – Was it stars I or galaxies? Either way. Stars. You let us know, fans. We know you will. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it was great. That's uh, amazing. That's a wrap for us. So, Dylan, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me here on the Grim After Buzz or on Twitter at Dylan Chance or check out Facebook.com com slash a cosmic perspective and scott once again an awesome episode brother what can yeah. we find you? uh you can find me on twitter at sman80 that's sman80 and here on monday nights for archer and also i have a scientist from jpl josh uh, willis on uh my own podcast on wednesday nights called on with scott if you google it you'll be able to find it or you can uh, follow me on twitter i'll be able to tweet it out but it's wednesday night 7 30 pacific 10 30 eastern and uh yeah he's going to talk about oceanography and some of the ocean currents and all Ooh. that it's a lot of fun and hopefully we'll have him on here are uh, Cosmos in a couple weeks as well. There you go. It's on the internet. So yeah, must Wednesday be nights. True. Yeah, got to tune into that. So it'll be good times. And Roya, thank you so much for putting up with us. Of what course. can we find you? Uh, aside from engineering like half the programming here at AfterBuzz. Right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hey Roya. That's H-E-Y-R-O-Y-A. And hey. guys, so many students are probably really happy if they listen to your podcast because you wrote their essays pretty much. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and don't forget you're on Monday night with me on Archer too. Oh yeah, and Archer on. guys. <laughs> She's trying to distance herself from me after this episode. You know, Roya, I don't know about writing their, their essays because it seems like... Sorry about that. That was, I was trying to mute myself, not you. <laughs> Just trying to cut, cut you off. And you People have been down. trying to mute me for years. <laughs> It just doesn't happen. No, Roya, we're going to end up giving them a C on their papers. So D minus. But 
But if you still want to take our notes, please, you can follow me at JCRubioTV on Instagram and Twitter. And speaking of stars, I will be covering the red carpet tomorrow night on Dancing with the Stars for AfterBuzz TV. So for Dylan, Scott, Roya, I'm JC, and we're your Cosmos After Show. Good night, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.